than the Word of God is given. A reflective perspective to help our daily living. Invitation to salvation. Jesus died for all of our sins. But are we taking Jesus home to our family and friends? Are we taking Jesus home to our family and friends? Are we taking Jesus home to our family and friends? Help me. Are we taking Jesus home to our family and friends? I think I got stuck. We open our mouths for gossip, criticism, complaining, and yelling. But when we know Jesus, but when we know Jesus, he gives us something that's worth telling. Something that's worth telling. That's our message today. What is something? That's worth telling. Something that's worth telling is something that's of value. Something of importance. Something of merit. Something of significance. Something that has helped you. Something that can help somebody else. Something that's worth telling. In the Christian community, in our churches, we get caught up telling other people's business. We get caught up telling people off. We get caught up telling a whole lot of nothing. But as believers in Christ, he has given us something that's worth telling. Let us open our Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, and we will start at verse 1 through 20. And I'm going to have my, my voice man read for me. Okay. 1 through 20. I like using Jackie when he's in town. Amen. And the word of God says, I will be reading from the New International Version. It might be a little different, but it is the word of God. Amen. Amen. They went across the lake to the region of the generous sins. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When, the, when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus said to him, come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. 
And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs were feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town of the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legions of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind. They were afraid. Those who had seen who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him but said, Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell to the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. All right. You you heard the scripture, but I'm going to go back to verse 18. It says, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had, who, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. And how he has had mercy on you. Now, y'all stay with me, okay? Because I'm going to finish this up. But y'all, y'all stay with me because I, you know, I have a tendency of, of tripping, okay? So y'all, y'all make sure if I, if, if, if I, go, if I go away, y'all, y'all, y'all bring me back, okay? Y'all bring me back. So I'm going to read 19 over again. It says, go home to your family. This is after the demon-possessed man wanted to go with Jesus. Go home to your family. And tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and how much and how He has had mercy on you. So the man went away, went home, got in his lazy boy recliner, sat down, and never said a mumbling word. Oh, what, what did he say? What, what happened? What happened? Somebody help me out. What? He didn't. He, Okay, 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 y'all corrected me, okay? So the man went away and began to tell in Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. Thank you for correcting me and bringing me back to my text. And uh, We're talking about something that's worth telling. We see that we had a we have a demon possessed man. We're gonna look at his position, his condition, his transformation, and his new life and mission. Okay? We see that he was living amongst the tombs. He was in a dead end situation. Alright? If somebody was to ask me, George, where is your father? I'm like, he's in Springdale, he's in Springdale Cemetery. 
you would just presume that, okay, he's dead, right? But this man was, he made his home amongst the tombs. That tells you something about his, his state. But we see also, too, that this man is demon-possessed. He has a legion of demons in him. If anybody knows what a legion is, it's, it's 6,000. Look at the capacity that this man is holding. Just like Brother Kyle said, it's the, it's the, just the exact opposite of being Holy Spirit-filled. He's demon-filled. He doesn't have one or two demons like we might have had before we got saved, right? Because we're, we're looking at this man in an extreme condition. Right? He's demon-possessed. He's been like, oh, man, I wasn't that bad. You know, I, I wasn't that bad. No, you might have not been that bad, but, okay, he's living amongst the tombs. He's living amongst the, the dead, okay? He's separated from God. He's demon-possessed. He's filled with what? Evil. Okay? And also, he's cutting himself. He's out of his mind. But we see that this man's state, he's in a messed up position. He's in a messed up condition, okay? But we see that when Jesus came on the scene, he ran to him and fell to his feet. Somebody else's translation, King James uh, Version, probably it said that he worshipped him. So we see that Jesus came and he had compassion on this man. He took the demons out of the man and put them in the pigs. He changed this messed up condition. Now, like I said, we have to look at ourselves because we at our best, at our finest, that was us. That was us. We don't want to acknowledge that, right? We don't want to acknowledge that we were spiritually dead because if we didn't know God, well, we were spiritually dead. Amen? And if we didn't know God, we were out of our minds. And we're also what? Hurting ourselves. Because why? We didn't know the way, did we? If we didn't know the way, right, you're going to be going the wrong way. So we see that God transformed this man's life. And because of the transformation, he was grateful for what God had done for him. The question is, are we grateful for what God has done for us? Have we sat down on God? Now we don't want to open up our mouths. So this man's life has been changed. So, so it, we're saying here that with our life change, we should have something to say about it. Psalms 107, 1 and 2, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Psalm 107 and 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, for who he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. This man was in the what? Hand of the enemy. He was in the hands of the devil, wasn't he? So were we. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If the Lord has redeemed you, you ought to say so. You got something to tell. You got a story. This man had a story, right? He had a story to tell because his life and his situation and his condition was messed up. That's us. But God changed us. Now we got something to tell somebody. 
we got something that's worth telling. Not gossip, not lies, not rumors. We got something that's worth telling. But when he changed him, the man wanted to go with Jesus. A lot of times what we want to do is we just want to, we want to get saved and we want to hide. Okay? We want to conceal Jesus, not reveal Jesus. Our responsibility as Christians, when we came to know Jesus, now it's our responsibility to make Jesus known. How is the gospel ever going to go forth if you don't open up your mouth? It's not, it's not just the, pay, the preacher's job, right? Oh, amen. Amen, preacher. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. No, no you've got to open up your mouth, too, because if the Lord has done great things for you, you've got to tell somebody, because how does the gospel get spread? Question. How did you come to know Jesus? Somebody told you about Jesus. Somebody opened up their mouth because, you know what, you didn't just wake up one day, I think I know Jesus. <laughs> didn't happen. Didn't happen like that. Somebody shared their life's testimony with you. Some of us have been dogged out, beat down, abused, battered, and shattered. But you know what? You don't want to share your story with nobody else because Why? You're afraid to let them know where you came from. And you should not be ashamed of where you came from if you've been changed from where you came from. Romans 1 and 19 says, I am not ashamed. This is Paul speaking. I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe it. If you believe, then you aren't ashamed because your life has been changed. Amen? Amen. So he says, go home to your family, to your friends, and tell them the good things that the Lord has done for you. Share your story. Bring God glory. Share God's word, share God's truth, because we can't be hiding the truth. Because remember what the Bible says, that, and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall what? And the truth shall what? Set you free. But if you don't know the truth, you're still in bondage. You're still shackled and chained. And you can't tell anybody the truth because you don't know the truth. Because you're still in bondage to what? A lie. The devil still got you bound, just like the devil had this demon-possessed man. He had control of him. Now, when we were redeemed by the Lord, when we acknowledged that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, Jesus brought us back, purchased us back from the devil, right? We were property of the devil, but Jesus redeemed us. He brought us back. Now, because of, what, because of him buying us back, now we have a responsibility to tell others. Don't be ashamed of your story. Because we've all been messed up. We've all been messed up. We've all done things that we shouldn't have done. 
We've all had things that's happened to us that we didn't want to happen to us. But the deal is, somebody else is coming up behind you that needs to hear your testimony. Right? Because you got something that's worth telling that's going to help somebody else know Jesus. And then what they're going to do is they're going to take your testimony into themselves. They're going to know Jesus, and they're going to share the word also, right? Because we have to look at ourselves and say that, what are we telling? Is what we're telling worth telling, and is it worth spreading? Is it worth sharing? If it ain't worth telling, it ain't worth spreading, it ain't worth sharing. Amen? Amen. So let us, look at, let's look, let us look at what God has done for us. Then what we want to do is we want to start at home. Don't go home from church and not tell your children what you've been through. Don't go home and not tell your surrounding neighbors or your family or your close friends where God has brought you from. Because they need to, they need to hear that. Whether it's shameful or not, they need to hear it. Because we, our tendency is we get saved, and you know what? I got mine. You better get yours. You know, I, I'm free. I'm washed by the blood of the Lamb. And we get sedity. We get high-minded and arrogant. And, and we're supposed to be walking humble because somebody's supposed to see your life and say, that, hey, I don't know what it is that you got, but I want it because my life is in shambles. I need some help. And you will be that instrument and that tool that God will use, just, just like the demon-possessed man. He sent him back home. He wanted to hang out with Jesus like we wanted to do, right? We don't want to go back home. We don't want to tell the, the dirt and the filth that we've been through. We don't want to have to revisit all that mess, right? Because how it's going to make us feel. But man, that's the last thing I want to do is go back home and, and tell them, yeah, man, man, you was living in the graveyard, man. What's up with that? Cutting yourself? But when they saw the man after Jesus had changed him, it said he was what? Clothed and in his right mind. Clothed. The man was naked, living in the tombs, out of his mind. Like I said, that's a picture of us. We were naked and out of our mind. But if we've been changed, Jesus has gave us a new name. And he's given us a new purpose, a new mission, right? We don't look the same anymore. So well, you know what? Because we don't look the same, we're not carrying the shame. Right? So let us go forth. We have to go home. We have to start at home. Our ministry starts at home. Because this man was demon-possessed, right? Filled with evil. Listen to what I'm about to say. God turned this man's sinistry into ministry. Sinistry into ministry. And that's what he wants to do for us. Our lives, just because we were here before, the after result is changed. Transformation. Amen? So, like I said, we want to tell our families and friends, spread the gospel, be purposeful, specific, and open. And how can we be effective Christians if we don't want to share the truth? So let us allow God to use us from where we've been 
to where he wants to take us. Because he has given us something that's worth telling. When we know Jesus, when we know Jesus and the power and the compassion and the care that he has shown us in our wretched state, right, we got something that's worth telling. Amen? So that's, that's the message for today. Something that's worth telling. So I encourage you. Take Jesus home. Take Jesus back home. Don't just have Jesus here in the church. But take Jesus back home. Share him with your family and friends. Because knowing Jesus is knowing change. Knowing Jesus is knowing power. Knowing Jesus is knowing compassion. Knowing Jesus is something that's worth telling. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just pray for someone's soul right now, Heavenly Father, that someone would know that you are in the life-changing business. No matter what their position or condition, Lord, that you will change their lives and give them a mission, Lord. That you will send them back, Lord, with a testimony that glorifies you, Lord, that will help somebody else, Lord. And, Lord, we just pray for life change, Lord, and just, just continue to change us, Lord, that, Heavenly Father, that you will be glorified, that our story be used for your glory, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us something that's worth telling. Will you stand? Deacons are walking the aisles. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't know him as the redeemer of your soul, you can know him today. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. For we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God is faithful and just if we confess our sins to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Will you come? 